Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Holiday Insights Series, a new podcast series produced by Retail Touchpoints and sponsored by Salesforce. I'm Alicia Esposito, content strategist at Retail Touchpoints. Over the next few months, I'll be interviewing experts and influencers across all areas of the retail world. We'll delve into the latest customer trends and technologies and how they'll impact retailers' holiday experiences. We'll also provide some ongoing updates as the season goes on, so you can refine and optimize your strategies as we head into the new year. Greetings, everyone, from the National Retail Federation's annual big show in New York City. That's right, the holiday season is officially over, so now we're taking time to reflect a little bit and, of course, plan for 2019. And my guest today, I think, is the perfect person to help retailers do just that. Rob Garf, VP of Industry Strategy and Insights at Salesforce. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So I didn't mean to put too much pressure on you, but... Yeah, I know. um, (laughs) You raised a really high expectation here. Let's see how we do. But uh, Salesforce did a lot of research over the course of the holiday season, a lot of consumer insights, behaviors, um, results. So let's start there. What was your inspiration for the research? And you know, what was the overall process like, key takeaways? Yeah, you know, we're a cloud platform, which I'm sure everybody knows that. But what that allows us to do is aggregate the shopping behavior across marketing, commerce, and service. And we bubble that up, aggregate it in an anonymous way, and it really becomes the bellwether or Maybe the benchmark is a better word for what's happening in the industry. So it's not what consumers are saying they're going to do, but it's actually what they're doing, how they're clicking, how they're swiping, how they're tapping, how they're interacting in service, how they're engaging with email. And so that allows us to turn that back over to our customers and the industry. We're about customer success. So anything we can do to inform our customers in the industry more broadly is Mm -hmm. all goodness to us. Yeah, that's great. Because there is a lot of research out there, but it's usually through the lens of what consumers say they want. And I'm glad you kind of called out that discrepancy because I may say something, but what I do is completely different. That's right. So what did you find this holiday season in terms of the, the key trends or behaviors? And how do you think that'll impact 2019 strategies, imperatives. Yeah, well, let's unpack that a little bit here. So, well, first of all, digitally, we saw a really healthy holiday season. So we saw a 12% increase year over year this holiday for digital. Um, I think a bit of that was driven by mobile, some of that by AI that's driving personalization. You know, if you combine both of those together, it's really providing ease and access that the consumers have really never seen before. And so I could talk about both of those topics. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so, you know, mobile really became the medium for interaction, not only for discovery and browse, but actually purchase this holiday season. So 48% of orders, 66% or two thirds of traffic was on a mobile device. So for the first holiday ever, it really became uh, mobile first and mobile majority, uh, outpacing computers, desktops, that is for the first time. So what I also found really interesting is that on Christmas day, we saw a really high order rate. So 60% of orders were on the mobile device, which to me felt a little non-intuitive because you're kind of like, wait, the holiday season's a bit over, what's what's happening? What what we found is two things. One is um, customers redeeming gift cards. So with this ease and access, you can actually be able to do it without having to wait to go to your computer, open up the laptop and sign in and 
you know the whole process. We've all been there before. And also there's a little bit of self-gifting as well. Okay, I didn't get the present I wanted, but I'm able to get that pretty darn easily. So mobile also what we found is because of the season access uh, really pulled forward a lot of the traffic and orders earlier in the season. We saw historically really big spikes on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But what we found is there's a bit of a smoothing out of demand, even starting earlier on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was the highest of mobile penetration across all of Cyber Week. And then talking about AI, if I could, it, uh, that also played a major impact as well. We found that uh, it really, in my view, was the anecdote for the, uh, what I call discount chicken. The idea that discounts are more pervasive and more it's earlier in the season. And rather than hitting into margin, as so many retailers do, and often losing, if you will, personalization through artificial intelligence allows for service, allows for convenience, allows for some automation that doesn't require a retailer to do deep discounts. And that's so important, particularly on the mobile device, right, as we Mm -hmm. just talked about, to really get that right product at the right time above the fold, if you will, like not requiring the consumer to swipe five down mm-hmm. on the on the mobile device to actually get to the product that they'd like. So we saw, again, if I summarized it, the major trends, and there are a couple more that I want to share with you, though, is this ease and access that we've never experienced before really drove this, this nice and healthy mm-hmm. growth that we saw this year. Well, that's fascinating. So it seems like mobile has finally reached that tipping point. It seems like retailers were trying to figure out the role of mobile for a, a pretty long time. Do you yeah. think it's kind of arrived officially or, or oh, reached where it, it should have been a while ago? It's here, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a shocker. We've been seeing this progressive rise over the last two to three years, but certainly took hold this holiday season as consumers become, you know, more and more busy and uh, really are looking for that ease and convenience. And I, we see this certainly moving forward to where it was into 2019 to your earlier question where it was, you know, let's do our large form factor design geared towards the desktop and then shrink it down. And we're seeing let's design it for mobile first and think outward. Another interesting set. Uh, well, before I say that, what I'll say is because you know, you're talking about the traction and the tipping point and so forth is that, I mean, let's face it, the mobile shopping experience was really clunky, mm-hmm. in, in many cases it still is, but the majority historically of mobile shopping was really clunky to find the product you wanted and then specifically checking out. We found this holiday season, 29% of mobile shoppers, or I should say mobile orders, were via a digital wallet. And so the idea of, you know, like five clicks and a lot of different typing down to one click in your set through whether it's Apple Pay or PayPal, as just to name two, it really broke down that historical friction between, all right, I put something in my shopping cart, I really want it, and actually clicking the buy button. That's fascinating. So you you brought up that in some cases or in a few cases, the mobile experience is still relatively clunky. Would you say that is one of the key gaps that, that's still present, like in terms of retailer strategies and consumer expectations, right? Consumers yeah. want, to your point, fast and easy access. They want relevance. They want that context, right? I'm yeah. on my mobile device. I want to see the most relevant things at the top. 
Is that the biggest gap right now? Or are there other gaps that retailers should be wary of or maybe prioritize over the next year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's partly that not everybody has woken up to the mobile reality. So it's those retailers are doing a nice job, get it. And they are weaving together the mobile experience, making sure search is prevalent and it's still a, a real big driver for getting to the product you want. And then weaving in artificial intelligence. The other aspect to it too is bringing mobile into the store. And that's uh, a very clunky experience for us, for store associates. And we see this whole idea of digital transformation. And though the reality has been focused in large part online in the digital world, hence the name, but we're seeing a digital transformation coming in and equating to a store transformation and really bringing the same mobile experience that so many consumers expect today to the store associates. And moving from this dynamic that I call from checkout, which is all around speed and efficiency and throughput, to check-in, arming the store associate with the data, with the intelligence, on a mobile device to really focus on the check-in, which is more about service service and engagement. That's fascinating. So, so you referred to AI a few times. Yes. And I know that voice was a component of the, yeah. the research a little bit. So I would love to dig a little bit deeper into those because I feel like those are really hot button trends. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about it. Few retailers are embracing them, I think, completely. Yeah. So would love your take on where you think those trends are going. Sure. Any success stories or, or examples to watch maybe that, that retailers can use for inspiration? Yeah, so you know, first of all, AI, like I said, does translate into goodness for the retailers. We found those that implemented or used product recommendations driven by artificial intelligence saw a higher gain in revenue. In fact, those consumers that clicked on a product recommendation driven by artificial intelligence saw a 14% on average higher order value than those that did not. If you translate that to voice, which is uh, a flavor, if you will, of artificial intelligence in many cases, I'm a big proponent of it, first of all. I think voice will be the shopping interface of the future, but retailers are still figuring out what it means and really not it being a shiny object, but really, you know, I see a progression of, okay, artificial intelligence is a technology, which I think drives personalization, but ultimately the outcome is convenience. It's just really breaking down the time that it takes for me as a consumer. And so voice, let's find those cases where it's just, it's not very easy, right? right? To either get service or deal with marketing or whatever else and use voice to do that. And some use cases that we see our customers doing are, as an example, order status. That's a pretty easy one. Like instead of having to go to your app, which is you know actually pretty easy or go to mobile device, you can just say, hey, fill in the blank of your mobile assistant, and where's my package, where's my order? And that that's a pretty easy use case. So I think uh, retailers looking forward are gonna continue to chip away at that. I also see voice in the store as being really powerful. I mean, warehouse workers have been using voice for a really long time. It hasn't gotten a lot of play in the last 10 years, but pickpacking and shipping in the DC has been via voice for a long time, going back to my days as an industry analyst. So, you know, thinking about that and bringing it into the store. So the store associate can say, where is this product, you know, or how much inventory, or what is the price? So that they're not having to look it up on a phone, which 
helps, don't get me wrong. But then again, breaking down some of that friction so you can still look the consumer in the face and be able to have that really genuine interaction. Very interesting. So it seems like from the consumer standpoint, you know, what the consumer is interfacing with or experiencing, a lot of these new and cutting edge technologies are tying into all these other touch points to add that layer of context into the shopping experience. Mm-hmm. So no matter where they are, what they're doing, right. the device or the brands, you know, has that context into what they're doing exactly, where yes. they are, what their expectation is in that moment to make that a more seamless and, and rich experience, which is the ultimate, right? That, that's kind it's of where, where we want to be. I like your I like your term context. I think that really speaks what we're trying to do here. And it's been so difficult. I mean, our research shows at Salesforce that retailers brands have 39 disparate systems on average to manage the consumer interaction. So what you just described is nearly impossible. We just don't know who that consumer is across these 39 different systems or they're looking like a different consumer to us. So it is, I mean, the data has been played up a lot at the conference here and uh, for good reason it really becomes the next currency if we can get it right as retailers thinking about, okay, how does that customer or universal customer information or profile or whatever you want to call it kind of transcend the different touch points and then inform the interaction based on, like you said, the the context. So to close out our conversation, Rob, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about any examples. So not necessarily for the holiday season, but broadly speaking, retailers have who have really rose to the occasion and are really making moves in yeah. these areas, even though they haven't quite figured it out yet, maybe, that, that they're making progress. Yeah, you know, we're seeing some really good signs. You hear about the retail apocalypse. We think it's the retail renaissance. And a lot of that's going to be by retailers, both legacy brands and digital natives, really thinking about this digital transformation. One that comes to mind, and we featured it here at the show, is Shinola, the real iconic, genuine brand out of Detroit, looking to revitalize the region, bring jobs back to the region, but also standing for something. And I think before I talk about the technology element, I think that's an important aspect because our research, again, that Salesforce did earlier this year, looked at what appeals to consumers. And one of the things that rose to the top, particularly with millennials, younger generation, is this idea of authenticity and having a genuine brand, creating an emotional connection beyond the product. And going back to your question as I took a really long route to get there, is that, uh, yeah, Shinola does a nice job of really unlocking that data, unlocking the data that would historically sit in a service application or a marketing application or commerce, whatever. And they've exposed that not just at the headquarters, which is important, but I think more importantly is with the store associate. So giving them clientele and capabilities so that they can understand that context, understand where the customer has been, what they've bought, what their preferences are, so that it can be a really nice, authentic, genuine interaction that really, again, goes to that check-in process that right. I talked about before. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you think you kind of went on this big loop, but I think personally that authenticity and you know the, these technologies are almost go hand in hand because yeah. the tech is what empowers retailers to unlock that authenticity and unlock that community-driven experience that so many customers crave anymore, so. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's a balance. Yeah. And you can just look at history to prove this out. I mean, it's what we're talking about here, whether it's happening in the store, it's happening digitally, it's happening on social, mobile messaging, whatever, you can go back and it's really the shopping mall on the main street of the 1950s. Mm-hmm. It's just recreating it in the digital world. 
So to close out our, our conversation, Rob, I think we unpacked a lot. Thank you so much yeah, for sharing us such great data and, and insights. Sure. Um, any final words of advice, uh, recommendations for all the retail executives listening who may be overwhelmed by you know all these trends that are emerging and evolving? Yeah. I, I think it's pretty simple and it's not anything necessarily new. It's just listen to your customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can tell you a lot. And um, sometimes it's not in the data, but it's just getting out to the stores, talking and understanding why they like your brand, but how you can get closer to them. And so, and then having, you know, an agile culture that allows you to, enables you to respond more effectively. Don't get stuck in the mud. Great, Rob. Well, thanks again so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us for a quick chat today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks everyone out there for listening. Take care. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Holiday Insights series. Our conversation today only scratches the surface of all the opportunities retailers have to surprise and delight customers during this magical time of year. And if you're looking for more holiday insights, just visit our podcast hub or the Salesforce holiday resource page, which are linked in the show notes.